0: Hi friend, it's Brittany Moses and Renella Kalagithi, and you're listening to Speaking Our Minds, the podcast that brings you honest and nuanced conversations around mental health, holistic wellness, and the real complexities of what it means to be human in the challenges of today's world, where we have fun, fascinating, and meaningful discussions around how to live a more insightful, connected, and whole life from the inside out joined by guest professionals, thought leaders, and some of my friends and those with lived experience. As always, we ask that you keep in mind that the views and opinions shared here are respectively held by each individual and is not a substitute for professional care or an alternative to seeking personal help from your clinician or provider and is ours to discern. We're so glad you're here. Follow the conversation on Instagram at Speaking Our Minds Pod and sit with us because we're diving in. This podcast episode is brought to you by We Share by UHSM, a unique healthcare membership on a mission to create holistic wellness for the mind, body, and spirit. I'm honored to partner with UHSM and its community of faithful members. Together, we plan to create more awareness and programs around mental health and the role it plays in our overall balanced health. If you or someone you know is frustrated with their current health care, I encourage you to inquire about membership options at www.weshare.org or call 1-800-900-8476.
1: Welcome back to another episode of Speaking Our Minds. This is Renella and Brittany. And we're just so happy that you've joined us again. We recently saw our Spotify wrapped oh and that gosh. was so exciting to be doing this together for the first time. Yes. And seeing all the people from different countries. Shout I, I see you Italy. pulling up some of those stats. According to our Spotify wrapped, we were streamed
0: in 59 countries this year. How cool. So cool. Our top countries were Italy, Brazil, and Belgium. Oh, those were the top. Well, United States is the top. But like, sorry. (laughs) I know. You're like, how did that happen? That's cool. But the other countries that (laughs) came in, I was like, okay, shout out to Italy. Shout out to Brazil. Invite us. (laughs) Shout out to Belgium. Have us over. Um, And we are among the top 10 podcasts for 617 fans.
1: Oh, that's really sweet. Thank you to those 617 (laughs) fans. Whoever you might be. We're so happy that you're here. And we have been just going through some really deep and real topics. Yeah. We've so enjoyed talking about these things because I think they're just like this deep well of lived experience, even though we're both like, what, 32, 33? Yeah, Yeah. but life happens. And I think a lot of people aren't quite prepared for it. And so we're just so happy that you're here gaining whatever you can. And today we're going to be talking... About breakups and divorce, um, we we chose this. Tell me, tell us why we we chose this well, for this season. I mean, it's just like, well, first of all, I think
0: we're covering just a lot of things that happened during the season that. Are unideal, that are unexpected, that maybe can throw off a time when we feel like we should be feeling merry and bright and festive. And so true. A lot of times things happen during this time of year, which kind of like throw you in a head spin, but also it's like as you're preparing for the new year too, and you're trying to think about what the new year is going to look like. And when you're going through a breakup or divorce at the end of the year, I mean, there's just so many themes of endings. Endings that are happening. But it's also, it can be exciting because it also means new beginnings. But of course, it doesn't feel exciting Mm -hmm. maybe at the time. But, you know, we've talked about grief and loss. We've talked about just different struggles that we can go through during the holiday season. And I think one of those things we wanted to specifically focus on is breakups and even divorce, which we've been through both of those things. So I think we just wanted to take the time to empathize if you're going through that this season and to know that you're not alone and to know that there also is another side
1: to this. Right. Oh gosh. Breakups are truly the worst. Yeah. I mean, they feel like someone just like sticks their hand into your chest and just grabs your heart out and literally just like shatters it on the ground in a yeah. million pieces and i am you know i'm just out of my of a breakup season myself okay but when you are in it in it if anyone is going through a breakup or a divorce right now your whole world is crashing down and it just it feels really crappy.
0: Yeah, it hits your esteem. And I know that's we're gonna what we're going to talk about, just kind of normalizing what is normal and common to feel during a breakup and that you are not going crazy or you're not being too emotional like you're being human. You've mm-hmm. experienced a loss. Even if you're the one that did the breaking up, even if you're the one that ended the yes. relationship, still there can be a feeling of my whole expectation and hope of what I thought our future was going to be is now wiped from under us. And now I'm starting with a new vision. And I don't know what that is. But you know, so um, there's obviously different types of breakups. There's different sides of breakups. But either way, we just want to normalize what's normal to feel as well as later get into some kind of tips for recovering.
1: So... Brittany, have oh, you where do we? Start? Have oh. you um, have you broken up with someone and been broken up with, or just kind of like one or the other? Oh, that's a good question. I've like
0: when I was in high school, I had been broken up with a couple of times in my adult life. Yeah, um yes, as well. Um, and I have also ended relationships too. So I've been on both sides. On both sides. I've been broken up with unexpectedly. Oh, me too. Oh. But I just feel like that person... Now that I look back, I'm like, oh yeah, that person really didn't know what they wanted. And now I look back and when was like... When you say that person, you that person or that other the person? other person? The uh, other person. Like they were unclear about their life and who they were. Mm. And so it made a lot of sense why there was a lot of anxiety about where the relationship was going. Yeah. And eventually they ended it. And I actually look back, I'm like, oh, I'm so grateful. Because actually though, I realized that relationship gave me so much anxiety. because. There was so much that was unclear about where we were going. But so there's that. Um, But then I've also been through a divorce. Right. That was (sighs) huge, huge and life-changing. And I've also ended it with someone I was dating because we just weren't going in the same direction at the time. They Mm -hmm. were looking for marriage, I think. And I was just in a place where I wasn't because I had just gotten through a divorce and I needed some time and space to heal. I wasn't ready. I was also dealing with fears of marriage. So I was very honest with him and letting him know like, hey, I don't want to continue leading you on in a direction mm. and you not get what you want. So I'd rather just kind of end it here so I, I we don't go further. And right. then you end up feeling disappointed or hurt because we don't want the same things right now. Mm. So, wow. Been on both. That's like a quick summary. Yeah, <laughs> very quick. What about into? you?
1: Um, I have also been on both sides. Yeah, my um, well, actually, my first, I we didn't even call each other boyfriend and girlfriend, right? So this is in high school. Okay, it was just kind of like a thing that we had, right? Um, and he, it sort of just like fizzled out, ish, and then I found out he was like with this other girl. So mm. that, I don't know what that was. And that that's very typical of high school. Um, but my first boyfriend actually didn't technically say, I want to break up with you. He just like out of the freaking blue one day. I'm I'm over here in my own world. And this, this is my first relationship ever. I have no, you know, besides that high school thing. But I was really you know i think i had made him food and we were over Aww. at his place and i was going to like i was dropping him off i think and i had made him food cuz he was going on a trip and so he out of the blue was like i think we need to take a break oh, and i was I like
0: hate that <laughs> i hate those i thought everything was and going it's always well. a break but they know they're not coming back
1: around i know he wanted to like not talk for 10 days and during those 10 days i went through this whole feeling like the you know and I didn't know why he wouldn't tell me why. See, that's the worst. And so we were both it was both of our first relationships. And so he didn't know how to communicate his feelings. He didn't know what he mm-hmm. was feeling and I was anxious. Yeah. The whole 10 days anxiously searching for what did I do wrong? What's wrong with me? Yep. Oh my gosh, maybe I've been a terrible person and I and my temperament is that I typically blame myself right away mm. for Everything. So, especially back then. Yeah. So, I definitely went through like a whole thing of like finding out all the ways that I went wrong and guessing where I went wrong. Long story short, we tried working it out and then we went to a therapy session. Oh, randomly. Yeah. So, we tried working out, we went to a therapy session. And oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm sharing this. But like the therapist (laughs) dish it out. (laughs) The therapist sat there, you know, he was in front and we were, you know, on the couch. And the therapist could tell. And obviously now that I'm a therapist, I'm like, wow, this guy was such a good therapist. And he could tell that my boyfriend at the time didn't know and couldn't really express how he was really feeling. Yeah. So the therapist looked at us and he said, okay, you know, he said his name. He's like, if you could, you guys have tried to work things out and, you know, all of the stuff. He's like, but how about now in the present? If if the space between you could represent how you feel towards Renella emotionally, where would you sit on this couch? He literally moved to the, the other, other side, side of the couch. couch. And in that moment, we didn't even have to say anything else. Like, no, we're done. Like, and the fact that wow. you can't even express, express it. it, which, you know, he's grown a lot and I've grown a lot too. And, oh yeah. And I, you know, it's always a two way street, but anyway, that was the relationship where I got broken up with, mm-hmm. but he never, you know, it wasn't, he never even said it. It just was kind of agreed upon. And then, yeah. um, and then, yeah, the next, the next few relationships, I ended them, but it, it yeah. was still hard. Like it was, it's still hard. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because, um, when you're being broken up with and the person like cold turkeys you after that, that's so difficult because you don't get that closure and you feel like oh it just gosh, hits closure. you out of nowhere, right? And there's a whole Taylor thing about Swift. closure.
1: Do I need your closure? Right, and I, I remember don't need thinking your closure.
0: forever, like wanting him, like wanting to reach out and be like, what's really going on with you? Especially because you're used to talking to this person through everything all the time. Mm-hmm. And now you just don't know what's going on or why this why this ended and so you're like I just need closure maybe you're looking at their stories maybe look at you're looking at yeah. their social media to try to see what's going on you're looking at their friends social media their family members what have you you know and then that's really that was a big lesson for me and oh I have to get closure for myself like this person's not going to give me closure mm-hmm. I have to get closure within myself that this is over
1: I love that we're talking about this because I think this is a big part of breakups Mm -hmm. is the all the myriad of unanswered questions. Yeah. And and there are so many unanswered questions that are sometimes not meant to be fully answered and can't be. Right. And so I'm really glad that you brought this up because when it comes to closure, Mm -hmm. let me ask you, how much closure do you think someone needs? in a breakup. And oh. what does that even look like? Because I have my thoughts on it, but I'm really curious to see how your oh experience gosh. has been with closure.
0: Yeah. I mean, just thinking about it like off the top of my head, closures closure is like, it's like a moving target, I feel like. Or it's kind of like mm. a never-ending thing where I actually don't know. If you go down that road of like, I need closure, I need closure, I need to know answers and final answers, especially when it's fresh, you'll just be like digging and digging and digging. And I don't know if any closure will ever be enough. Because even if you get an answer, then it's like, well, what's wrong with me? And what could I have done better? And da-da-da-da-da. Right? You start going through all these cycle of things. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that I've learned that even if you don't have all the answers right away, it's okay to be patient with yourself, to just be accepting and patient with yourself through the grieving process of that relationship. Because sometimes, I don't know, at least for me, it it just takes time and space to like Mm. look back and go, oh, like that's, I can clearly see now why that didn't work out. I think in the beginning, your emotions are so fresh and everything is so fresh and not in a bad way, but you're so emotionally led. You're led by your hurt. You're led by your fear. You're led by the insecurity of everything that just happened. So what happens is you are literally filtering everything through fear, through insecurity, through doubt. And I think that can sometimes blur or fog up what's really good, especially if you also want to be back with the person, like you might feel that, like, I just want to get back with them. I just want to do anything that I can to get back into the relationship Mm. because I just miss them. And I don't like this feeling. And I thought they were my person and I want to work it out. Right. You're just led by so many of these biases, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, um, and feelings that I really do think that, it really is best to kind of just mourn, be patient, position yourself for healing and allow time to tell, you know, just allow that because looking back, it's just like, yeah. Now I'm like, oh, it couldn't be more clear why in that moment, I thought we were perfect for each other. Right. I thought we were meant for each other. I was so sure. And then you get out of it and you get some space and you're like, oh my, thank God, like that I did not end up marrying this person Yeah. or there's a reason why it ended.
1: Yeah. What I, do you think? You know, I, I agree with that. And I think that, um, I think there's a certain amount of closure that Can be helpful, Mm -hmm. and maybe what I mean by that is a certain amount of processing, Mm. because sometimes the nature of the breakup, right? There are different types of breakups. There are those relationships that y'all have been together for years and years and years and years, and no one wants to put an end to it, but you both are not quite satisfied. And then there are the other ones, you know, and maybe they just kind of all of a sudden end, right? Um, But then you're like, oh dang it, we we've had so much history. And then there are the other ones where, you know, maybe you have been together for like six or eight or 12 months and, you know, you have a big blow up and then all of a sudden like, we should break up and then you break up and then immediate regret like the next day and yeah. then you get back together and then an, and another thing happens and you break up. Like there's just different types of ways relationships exactly. slowly end. So depending on that, I would say that It's really important. Actually, this is what I would start with before even getting to the need for closure is if you are thinking of breaking up, if you have broken up recently and you're figuring out how much closure I need or whatever the case is, I think that ideally breakups should happen with as much thought and intention as when you went into the relationship as when you leave. Mm -hmm. So what I mean by that is um, when you leave, when you're thinking of leaving, when you're in the process of leaving, really asking yourself a lot of questions and and kind of thinking of yourself in the next six to 12 months, what, what will my future self be asking about this relationship? Because I don't know why I started doing this, but even with my first breakup, I just had this intuition that this shouldn't be a quick process. Mm. Like this breakup shouldn't be like, today's the last time I'm talking to you. And we literally have been spending every day together for the last year. And all of a sudden, cold turkey, we're supposed to stop talking, right? But there should be some intention during the breakup process. And so when we broke up, I said, okay, let's just take the next two to three weeks for the breakup process. Mm. So during this process, it was like, okay, this Sunday, we're going to get together again. And I'm going to ask you all the questions I wish I could ask you, like all the questions that are on my mind. The next week, it's your turn. And you get to ask me all the questions, any question, even if it's not a satisfactory answer. And even if it's not a helpful question, but like anything that we need to get off our chest. And we would still, you know, like, and I've kind of done this with a lot of my exes is like, we'll take time to like, kind of keep texting each other, keep sharing our grief almost together. Like, mm-hmm. man, I really wish this could have worked out because sometimes when you just quit cold Turkey, you you are left with a lot of questions and not enough. I do think there's a certain amount of closure that you need. And so, but but yeah, so if you are in a place where you are like, should I talk to this person again? We just broke up. I really want to go back to them. I think it definitely is a blend of knowing that time will show you, but also being really honest about how the person made you feel. And the feeling that you have right now of being completely alone, completely devastated, completely just shattered, really feels terrible, but it really isn't worth the feeling of anxiety, loneliness, mistrust, fear, um, rejection that you felt when you were with this person. And so that's the part of intuition you have to really access when you're in pain is access also the pain of what it was like to be with them. If there wasn't that much pain, then maybe you should reconsider. But if there was a lot of pain and you tried to talk about it and they couldn't, or wouldn't work it through, then yeah, you probably just gotta sit with it for a while and yeah. grieve it out. I was gonna say, because that that definitely sounds like the most
0: ideal situation. Like mm. if you can sit with someone and talk through right. it, like what a dream. <laughs> like, you know, um, if you are in the position to do that, I think preparing for that breakup is really nice, you know. Yes. Obviously if some if if the other person is not able or willing to communicate those things, and like you're having to grieve through that process yourself, like you said, just being willing to position yourself. And also, like, I think another side of it too, is um, for some relationships, where you're the one that's trying to get away from a relationship that's say, just unhealthy for you maybe emotionally, verbally abusive, and Mm. there is this cycle where there is like the lead up and the, let's say, emotional, verbal abuse, and then there's the explosion, and then there's a honeymoon phase where you come back together, Um, you might actually need space when that relationship ends because you guys have a habit of going through this cycle. That's a great point. You know, so there is, again, like we were saying, there's so many different types of relationships. There's so many different types of breakups. And of course, we might not be able to cover every single type on this podcast, but really just considering like what is necessary and true and honest and needed for your relationship, knowing you guys's patterns, knowing mm-hmm. you guys' Is you guys is a word. I was literally just <laughs> like, thinking.
1: You guys is. You know what that reminds me of? This what? is my ADHD. <laughs> you know what this reminds me of is when. Um, oh, oh, my brain oh, right doesn't no. Oh, it doesn't work. It's um, the the Chip and Joanna Gaines. <laughs> and Chip goes with you guys is all in budget. <laughs> I always That's make me. fun of him. But no, it's you your guys' relationships. relationships. I think it's your, you guys's. Guys's. your guys'
0: relationships. What were you and even saying? What was I even saying? It's going to depend on your guys' relationship. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. On your guys' relationship. Um, Yeah, because again, if you guys do have a habit of breaking up and making up and it's a cycle and it's toxic for you both, you actually might need to get some space away from the relationship to get out of that entanglement. Yes. So to speak, so that you can start thinking clearly apart from this person, right? You
1: know, so that's also something else to think about. And I think that breakups can be so hard because you build a bond over the time that you're together. Um, You are supposed to, when you go through a breakup or a divorce, you are supposed to feel like your world is shattering right? because this bond you've created, which is an incredibly special bond to humans, you know, This bond you've created was built over the the amount of time you spent not just talking to one another, building memories together. Mm -hmm. It's the amount of time you thought about them, the amount of time you spent dreaming about them before you even got together, the amount of time you spent planning your life and imagining your life together. That is all building this massively strong bond That's almost like this, like, you know, you look at the Golden Gate Bridge, it's like built of all these like really strong materials. Like that's the type of bond we make with someone romantically. And when that is broken, I really do think we have kind of an innate um, sense of of wanting to be with one person. I know that not everyone does. And so this is not a generalization, but I think there is something built into us that does Magnetically kind of like bond us to, to that oh, one yeah. person. And in when you think of something like a partnership or marriage or a committed relationship, that is what is the glue that kind of holds you together, is that that um bond that you can't see. It's being created in your mind and in your heart and in your body and your spirit. And when you go through a breakup, you are not just like, oh, you know, some people will say, I haven't, you know, it's it's been a month. Why am I still thinking about him? It's been four months. Why am I, why does it still hurt so much? It's because you enmeshed your lives together mm-hmm. emotionally, physically, mentally with all that time. And so it is supposed to feel like the end of the world. And it's a terrible feeling. But if you can accept that this is what is supposed to happen because you did break a special bond. And not because this means we should be together, right? <laughs> like that's not always the case. Yeah, everything in your mind, body, and spirit is going to be screaming, "I need this person. I want this person." Especially if you or have attachment, want someone, something, uh, someone. Yeah, <laughs> if you have attachment issues too, which is we won't get oh, into yeah. right now. But if there is, if there's a lot of abandonment and rejection and fear yeah. and lack of attachment in your relationships prior to this, in your upbringing, it's going to be an even louder voice saying, you need this person in order to survive. You won't find love without them. They make you whole. I just kind of want to shatter all those ideas because it doesn't allow you, when you really need it, it doesn't allow you to actually think about your future. Instead, I I really wish and hope, this is not easy. I've been through this several Mm -hmm. times. But what I would hope is that you would be able to access a little bit more Of those moments that you did feel really alone and you did have the toxic patterns and you did have the rejection and the feeling of, you know... And what a lot of times what people will do is they'll make it about them and be like, oh, if only I did this. Right, you internalize. If only I did these 10 things. Yeah, yeah. If I could be perfect in this and oh, he's an avoidant, so I need to make sure that I'm this. And if I could just learn how to like be quiet and like listen to him nicely, you know, or whatever it is that you decide, if I could just change this about me and actually... To take it even a step further, if you start seeing that that is something that you need to change anyway in your life, then it makes it an even greater motivation to be like, you know what? No, he pointed out something in me that needs to change anyway. And so he's making me a better person. Sure, maybe, but also it could also just be your dynamic together. Exactly. That is not great. Um, So again, just that you know, that ability to stop and like breathe and say, like, I can't make rash decisions right now because like, I am worth enjoying a relationship. And if this was so bad that we ended up breaking up, it's mm-hmm. saying something. Yeah. And
0: like, and I know we're going to keep speaking to like various sides of relationships. You also might be someone who felt like the relationship was perfect and you were blindsided. Oh, dang. <laughs> right? Yeah. Where everything oh, that's went, that's, So I know that's like the worst where you thought everything was great. yeah, You thought everything was going fine, you know, and you were blindsided. Maybe there was infidelity or maybe they broke things off or maybe it just came out of nowhere. Mm. That is, that just kind of sweeps the rug from under your feet and totally trips you up, you know? Um, And so we definitely want to talk about what's normal to feel Mm -hmm. with breakups. You know, we're specifically in... Holiday season. It's Christmas time. If you just went through a breakup, you were thinking that you were going to spend Christmas together, or maybe you were going to see each other's families this year, or maybe you were going to do all the fun holiday things together this year. Maybe you already planned holiday things you were going to do together because in this season, this is kind of a season of celebrating with your loved one and coming together. It's Hallmark season, you Mm -hmm. know? And Mm -hmm. we like to talk about how sometimes specific seasons can highlight things in a unique way. Yeah, And so um, just want to validate all of those feelings if you're going through it specifically right now. I've gone through a breakup around the holidays. It was actually like right in November or December. Ugh. You know, I've also been divorced around the holidays. So mm. I, I feel you and I hear you. And it is like you said, you're... I feel like so much of what I was grieving was all the time that I invested. Yes. Right? You're like, it actually makes you a little angry. Mm -hmm. You're like, I invested so much time in this person. Or you're like, I sacrificed so much of myself to make this work. Right. you're just like, I... So much of my focus to this person, or maybe you're like, I helped build this person, yeah, I stuck by them while they were going, while they started school, or while they were building this or doing that, you know. So sometimes it's like you're grieving just all the energy, all the time, Mm. all the investment that you put in for the past year, or the past five years, six years, Mm -hmm. 10 years if it's a divorce, maybe 20 years. Oh my gosh, right. I have right. friends that divorced it 20 years and I just can't even, I'm like, oh, I feel for you. That's a lot of time. And that it's not wasted per yeah. se, mm-hmm. but I um, just want to validate that that's a normal thing to feel. That's one of a few normal things to feel that you, you might feel like you wasted time with this person, but I really want to encourage that actually you learned a lot from this experience, relationships, even those that don't work out. Often, I know for me, it taught me what I do want in a relationship, what yes. I don't want in a relationship, what works for me, what doesn't work for me, how I show up in relationships, things I do need to work on within relationships. Um, I feel like I learned so much that when I got out of my divorce and when I spent at least a year you know, being single again, um, that it really helped me prepare more clearly for what I wanted and the type of person I was looking for, or Mm. or the type of person that I needed to respond to the type of person that I am, right? you know? um, And that that helped me with clarity in the long run.
1: I love all of that. I think that you hit on a really important point that isn't just necessarily for breakups and divorce, but for life that I think will continually come up. And that is all of the stages of grief um, that you just experienced, you just described, you know, the anger, the regret, mm-hmm. sometimes the shame of, yeah, who was I? Why did I, why was I with that person or how oh did I gosh. let them treat me this way? I think we have to really let off the gas pedal when it comes to trying to over-diagnose ourselves or mm-hmm. to try to find what's wrong with us, why why didn't our lives go a certain way? Why why did we choose this? Um, we spend so much energy in that space when one of the mindset shifts that I've been having in my life is looking back at my life and realizing everything that happened had to happen. Mm. I never say it was meant to happen or that it should have happened. Mm-hmm. It had to happen because of who I was, my awareness, my development at the time. Humans are not born with tons of awareness. We're born, with we start from scratch. And we take in what we see around us. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we make decisions based on what we saw growing up. And there's no other way it could have been different. There's literally no other way you could have chosen a different person because you weren't in that awareness yet. You had to go through this experience to learn that, oh, I am worthy of someone who speaks to me kindly. Or I am, you know, I do deserve more than this. Or, oh, wow, I notice that when I'm in this type of relationship with this type of person, these parts of me come out and I don't like it. And so it's all a learning process. And with those feelings of anger and regret and shame, 1,000% feel them. Sometimes if I'm not feeling enough after a breakup, because my MO is to escape. I love escaping. Right. I love escaping through, and this will just be a little caveat, but I I escape through, historically, I've escaped through blaming them. Oh, interesting. They're the villain. And I'm the one that came out you know. It's also vicar. very empowering. It is empowering. It's very yeah. like it allows you to release. You listen on the breakup your songs. <laughs> yes. Screw
0: yeah, with the man. Exactly. You know, all those that used to be
1: me where I was like, yeah. oh, well, you know what? I'm better off and this is how they treated me. And, um, and of, c- of course, everyone's different, but I had to learn my pattern of escape and learn to just sit in it, see my part mm-hmm. as well and feel the feelings not just theorize the feelings. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so sometimes I would sit in the car, turn on the breakup songs and like <laughs> physically force myself to cry until I was actually feeling it and being like, I'm freaking sad. Yeah. <laughs> Why did this Yeah, ha- 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Like yeah. You know, the ugly, like no one's listening. I'm just grieving cry. Yeah. You got to feel that first and feel it a lot. And then be able to give yourself that compassion of like life has to be the way that it is. Yeah. That's
0: that's the other thing that I would remind myself too, is just like it's life. It doesn't also, it doesn't always mean there's yeah. something inherently wrong with you. It is a part of life. Breakups, even with the person you thought you were gonna marry. Actually, a lot of people have that. A lot yeah. of people have the person that this was the person I thought I was gonna marry. And you end up breaking up. I feel like I had one of those. Yeah, <laughs> you know, absolutely. I feel like most people do have a person I thought I was going to marry break up. So just know if you're going through that, that's actually very normal. Um,
1: and you had, a, oh, you had I had a son. Him. Oh yeah. Oh, so tell yeah. me about that's... that experience too.
0: Oh, um, let me see where I. <laughs> I'm like, where do I? For start? what?
1: where do I start with that? Just for those who have, you know, who are maybe going through a breakup or divorce that have. Yeah. So
0: for my divorce, I am the one who technically put the boundary and the stipulation in place of if this continues, then you're going to lose your family. Like, so I need you to make a choice about what you want. You know, and I always have to be careful with talking about this only because um, I I have a amicable and uh, friendly relationship with Austin's dad still. I still have a lot of hope for their relationship and how it will develop in the future. Yeah. So I want to make sure that I don't do anything that's going to um, basically cause a riff in that. Like one of the things I said is one of the things that I vowed to for myself was I'm never going to speak badly about um, Austin's dad, especially to Austin. Yeah.
1: I want huge. them to have...
0: I went, when I was a kid, I was on the other side of a very ugly divorce between my parents. Everyone's mm. amicable now, but it was really bad. And so I think from that, I learned like what I don't want my kid mm. to go through or experience. And one of them is that I won't bad talk his dad. Yeah. It's, I'm trying to learn how to navigate that while also speaking my truth and right. sp- speaking the truth of what happened because I know I'm not the only one and I know it's how um, other people heal. But yeah, you know, let's just say that he made choices to go in another direction with his life. Mm. Um, you know, there was some lack of faithfulness mm. and some other things going on um, that really affected us also financially, also just in the relationship and what have you. And it was a pattern. Right. And there came a point where actually I didn't even know what the truth was anymore. Oh. You know, and I I couldn't trust anything, you know? And so that was interesting because in the beginning, my inner vow was, I'm going to do whatever I can to make this relationship work for my child. Cause I'm a child of divorce. I want my child to have both of his parents. Mm-hmm. And so I will do anything to make sure that we stick together. Mind you, we got together when we were 16. Wow. We didn't even know ourselves. Yeah. That's hard. You yeah. grow up and you're different people. Um, but then when everything hit the fan and it got really bad, mm. then actually it shifted to I actually need to create something different. So that this doesn't become an example for him. And so that mm. he doesn't fall into this pattern. And so that he does see what it looks like to choose healthy love. Wow. You know? And so it was so wild how my perspective shifted. It was always about my kid. Right. But then it became for different reasons for my kid. Wow. Um. So that was really difficult because yeah, you're married. You just pledged your entire life to this person. You believe that you are going to be together for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. I remember being that person like, I don't care what they say about young people breaking up. Like this is going to work. Right. You know, right. we have a child together. Wow. You know, but then you, you, your brain develops, you grow up, you mature. You start realizing your worth. That was a big part. Mm. I had to learn my worth and realize, wait, I don't, I also have a right, yeah, to not deserve this. Right to advocate for myself and to choose another life for myself. Mm. You know, because I was also getting um, religious messages. Oh, please, talk that about were this. like oh my gosh, I'm like, here's a a whole other podcast. But no, No. I was also getting the religious messages too of like, let no man separate what God has put together. And, you know, well- you continue as a wife being an example to him, and he will be changed, you know, by your witness, by your behavior, right? Oh my Girl, God. so and a lot of people hear this, yes. right? and I'm here I am trying to be a good, faithful Christian and faithful wife. And I'm just like, okay, if I just stick it out and I just be an example, oh, then you know he's gonna change, you know, or if and why is I that just, on you, okay, yeah, that's that was another shift or you know if i just continue to be you know make sure that he's not disempowered and this and that right there was there were kind I'm of like so okay right i'm looking back and i'm like who i was a completely different person yes. looking mm-hmm. back you know and there was a i remember there was a day where there were multiple days where things just dropped in my spirit and one day i felt a drop in my spirit that was just like wait God cares about me, like mm. as an individual. Yeah. And then I started thinking, at what point did we start believing that God cares about the institution more that the indiv- than the individual, that he would rather right. the individual suffer for the upholding of the institution? God, mm. Jesus healed on the Sabbath because he cared more about the individual than a legalistic Right, law. I mean, these are obviously yeah. marriage and these are different things, but still just and speaking to the heart of God, I was like, you know what? Um, God cares about me, how you feel. <laughs> and again, also, like you said, why is it all on me? So he gets to be wild and out, you know, in these streets, you know what I mean? <laughs> like living his best life, doing whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm just like. Trying to hold it all together while I'm suffering, while I'm having anxiety, while I'm trying to hold it all together for my child, while I'm policing everything, while I'm trying to, like, too much. Too too much. much. I, I had no, it robbed me of joy. At some point, it robbed me of feeling any romantic love. Yeah. And then I just felt stuck. You know? And not that I feel like I need to have a biblical defense for why we divorced, no. but it got to a point where I was like, okay, we've crossed off every biblical check mark to why an individual could go and get divorced. And to think that that's what I mentally needed. Wow. Right. To be free rather than just, I don't deserve this. And this is my whole life. I had a moment. I was like, do I want this to be my life in five years? Right. Do I want this to be my life in 10 years? And all of a sudden I saw a projection because I processed through vision. Mm. Like I saw a projection of the vision of my future in Mm. this. And I was like, oh no, no, no. This can't be my life. This can't be my kid's life. Right. You know, and obviously those who follow along know that I'm happily married now and it's night and day. Wow. Night and day. Yeah. There's no anxiety, no fear, total trust. You just trust. play your video games at <laughs> night. I know we do play some <laughs> video games at night. And it's just I mean
1: it, he's he, he he fits me for where I am now obviously, but like wow, yeah. I just love that you brought out the stigma of divorce especially in mm-hmm. spiritual religious circles. Yeah. Um and some of the emotional, mental um you know strain and suffering that comes from even choosing to go through a breakup or divorce yeah and going through it feeling like people are looking at me and judging me because I decided to go through with a divorce but it's mm-hmm. really hard because I think what you just described as a woman mm-hmm. and a woman as a part of a Christian community I at a religious context exactly and I was also in in leadership. In ministry
0: too people were looking up to me I had a whole nonprofit right. and that part of my identity was tied into what I felt like qualified me right because that's the thing in the church like if you're married now you're more like qualified or seen as more like status right right which is something we have to like yeah. break but um there was all that working too where oh now I'm gosh. like not only do I feel shame because I'm divorced and I had these inner vows that I was never going to get divorced, but also I have to come out publicly to ever, I did a blog post because at this point I had like gained this whole Mm -hmm. following and people were, I met my husband, we were having Bible studies at our home, you know, you know, and I had to have this whole public thing of guys, I'm I'm going through this divorce. And that was like, oh my gosh, I just had a friend actually publicly come out with hers today too. Mm. And I just felt her. Oh, she and I just wish, it. Pe-
1: But yeah, I just... I wish people would know and feel, and I think this is what they can learn from your experience, is that you saw your worth. Yeah. Um, not just, you know, in yourself, but in, you know, the idea of God. Right. You saw that, like, this is not how you want to live your life. And to me, that is reason enough Mm -hmm. to hold your head high Mm -hmm. and say, I'm taking control of my life. And yeah, there are all these traditions and stigmas and all these things that society and pressures that society puts, especially on women. And people who who don't have to live your life, people who won't have to live with those consequences,
0: might I add, it's easy to put those on people when you're on the outside and you don't have to live with it.
1: Yeah, so... Especially with, you know, all the pressures that that people put on you and, and they're not even the ones, you know, living out the consequences, like that extra feeling of shame for being a divorced woman, I just hope <laughs> that in like 10 years or less, but we'll probably take more, <sighs> that women would just own their decision. Especially women, and of course men too, because none of this, like, you know, this happens to men as well. Mm -hmm. It does. But a lot of times women have to go through that experience because societally they've been conditioned to be the person that holds the family together. Exactly. And they have the pressure. And so if the family falls apart, who feels bad about it? You know, not saying that men don't feel bad about it. Absolutely not. But so much of that pressure falls on the woman and she psychologically suffers from being a divorced woman. And- to all the divorced women out there, you know, like you followed your gut intuition. Maybe it happened out of your, um, you know, like obviously the situation probably wasn't amazing at all, mm-hmm. but I just, I I just know that nothing is worth your mental health, yeah. your ability to care for your children, your mm-hmm. ability to care for the people around you yeah. and just besides caring for people, because we're always talking about women and caring for their kids and caring for the people, Mm -hmm. you just as a human deserve to be happy. And sometimes that means leaving toxic relationships.
0: And you know, That being said, also in alignment with like my situation, I also want to highlight, even if you're going through a breakup or divorce, acknowledging that no one is all bad, right? So that was something I had to deal with. There were parts of this person that I still really loved. Of course. That I still really liked. I know the default, obviously, if you want to like escape, is to like completely villainize them. But you're kind of also going through that back and forth in your head of all these parts of them that you really love Mm -hmm. and that you really liked and that you don't want to lose and just normalizing that as well. I mean, there's still parts of him that I that I really like about him to this day. Yeah. He's so easygoing. He's so kind. He's so respectful. Right. He's so like easy to so we've been able to have a really amicable, everything really worked out. Mm-hmm. Actually, um Jason might be meeting my ex-husband for the first time wow. at Austin's birthday party. That's okay. coming up. Wow, that's well. By the time you guys hear this, it'll be yeah. A that's week great before. that that can happen. I'm in so your situation. happy. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, this is so ideal, right? Because first of all, I'm like, they would get along well because they're both just really cool, kind, easygoing guys, you know. And so, yeah. Anyway, just recognizing that it's normal to feel multiple feelings about a person and it can still not be the right relationship or can still not work out, even though there are these really great things about them that you did like. And sometimes you even feel like, am I going to find that in another person? Like, I don't know if I'm going to find that in another person. And that's why you either stay or that's why you're so sad Mm -hmm. about losing this person because you feel like you might not find in someone else the parts that you liked about them and i just want to encourage that that's not necessarily true that's a limiting belief i felt and i thought those things and i eventually met my husband and he literally is everything that i wanted and liked out of parts that i liked out of past relationships right. and more and our personalities match and so yeah. i really do um i really do want to help kind of
1: break that limiting belief yeah because I think when you go through breakups, the immediate thought is there's no one out there for me. Yeah. This was the best mm-hmm. that I could do. And right. I, I want to affirm what you're saying as well, because everyone has... I, I think that a lot of weaknesses are strengths that are overextended. Right. And if you can look at someone's weaknesses in that way, especially when you're going through a breakup for yourself and for the other person... To give yourself that grace, of course, everything that we're talking about does not um, you know, apply to people that are being abusive oh, yeah. and harmful. Yeah. Um, but in many relationships that aren't abusive and harmful, when there's just, you know, you're not compatible, or the person doesn't has not developed the relational ability to communicate their emotions, which is huge, or to be able to set boundaries for themselves or yourself. These things are really important and I'm really excited that we're going to have a whole month on relationships yes. in February because I think um this process of knowing yourself knowing how to trust yourself yes get in touch with your intuition grow your self-worth that's huge when it comes to finding someone that is compatible with you right and will kind of help you be able to pick up on some of those red flags earlier on and um, and be able to prevent a lot of the heartache. But at the end of the day, love is one big fat risk. Always. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. That is literally all love is, is one big fat risk. It's a risk at every stage, at the beginning, in the middle, at the end, 10 years into it. It's all a risk because you're being vulnerable. You're choosing to trust someone you cannot control inherently. Inherent oh, to the nature of the relationship, so you cannot control them. And so if you're going through a breakup and you're experiencing all this distress and all this fear and all of the pain, the anger, the frustration, the regret, the shame, all of it, just know that that there's really no, almost, not fully, but almost no other relationship that you can learn the depth of these um, lessons about yourself. It's so true. And about what you need and about who you need to be. So, um, you know, I always say there's nothing that can ever make you feel that great about going through a breakup. Like if you're going through a breakup and you're listening to this podcast, do not expect to feel better. (laughs) Like no words can make you feel better when you're going through a loss like that. But also just know that, um, you know, that this is a process of life. That is really important, and I look back on every single one of my relationships. I'm one of those people that I get in a relationship and I like, you know, I'm I'm not realistic, and I'm like, this is the person I'm going to marry. Do do throw yourself all in. I I throw myself all in. That's something that I'm trying not to do. I have to be very aware of it now. (laughs) But through my relationships, I always thought that that was the person I was going to marry, and I've been in several long-term, committed. Like I flew to the other side of the country and live. You know, I moved. I've been in really committed relationships yeah. that I thought, you know, this is my person and um, and I've, I've survived it. I'm on the other side. I'm really happy. Yeah. And I know myself more. Mm-hmm. I know that when I go through a breakup, it's going to feel worse. Uh, I mean, it's going to feel terrible every time. Mm-hmm. Just because you've been through a breakup doesn't mean the next one's going to feel any better at all. But I also know that give it six months and you'll have a lot more clarity. Yes, a lot more, you know, perspective. And um yeah, it's yeah. it's
0: it's interesting because and I, and I and I want for guys too to be able to talk about and process breakups because we see a lot of times where they just kind of just move on. And I remember this being a headline or article at some point about how women tend to process breakups and move on better mm. because we talk to our friends. Right, oh we have we all these in-depth...
1: Everyone, okay, every day, like, 10 times a day to, say to the process. the least. It. We're
0: constantly talking to our friends about it and we're processing yeah. it. So then we like get through it. And I remember I had an ex where he just kind of cold turkeyed, you know, and I don't think he was talking to anyone about it, you know, and then like a year later, he came back around and was like, how are you doing? Like, I actually wrote you a letter that like, I wanted you to read. And I remember at that point thinking... I already processed this. Like this relationship is like so behind dead me. in the grave. You know what I mean? Like I I have no attachment to this. Yeah. Like I if you want to send me a letter, that is for you. Like I right. at this I would have died killed for a letter when we first broke up. But then by that point I was like I don't need a letter. I I really don't care. Like I already got the closure for myself. Mm. You know? Um and so they say that this can happen because you know, maybe they didn't process or they just cold mm. turkey or they just moved on or what have you anyway. So just saying like the more you can process like and just take the time to sit back and uh, sit with yourself and um, just go through the motions and learn as you go, the better it's going to be. There is there is healing. You will heal from this. There is another side to this, even though it feels... um really emotionally volatile in yes. the beginning and and just again normalizing these things in a breakup it's normal to feel a void you know it's normal to feel a void in your heart a void of space and time sometimes it takes time for your heart to catch up with what your head already knows logically you know that you're broken up and you're like i know this but it just takes time for your heart to catch up with that with that knowledge because your body does store mm-hmm. your experiences and, and i think that you know our bodies feel it you know so you're you might experience feeling emotionally sensitive to things or Feeling the ups and downs, crying in the shower. You know, you might just have outbursts where you're just crying in the shower, crying in the car. You know, again, you might feel some anger, especially if you didn't want or choose the breakup or if there were hurtful events leading up to it. Um, It's normal to feel nostalgia. You're playing back memories of the relationship. And it's also normal to feel that dip in self esteem as we've mentioned, where maybe you're feeling like, what was wrong with me? I'm a failure, blah, blah, blah. All these kind of narratives that are filtered through our hurt. Um, and so just know that if you are experiencing any of these feelings, it just means that you are a normal human being.
1: Just know that it's normal. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the more that you can know yourself um, and, and process through it um, with other people, as yeah. much as possible with a therapist, with a counselor, with a friend, a mentor, multiple friends, the better. Uh, and you might need yeah. a, a bit of time. I know for me, when I go through breakups, I I actually need, I I might have a friend or two that I process a lot with, but then I need some time to just be alone mm-hmm. and not even talk about it for like, maybe a week while it's like, it takes me a while to warm up to like telling my family, you know, my family's just so used to my breakup. <laughs> um, but you know, like it, it go at your pace. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so I thought maybe as we kind of close up this episode, we can talk about some tips for recovering, maybe some tips for processing. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're going through a breakup, uh, a divorce during the season.
0: Yeah, so I remember for me what was helpful because I process well through writing things out. Um, Writing is just a great way for me to process. I remember having a journal and I just started making lists. Like it was like, literally, it was like lists of like what I you know didn't like in this relationships lists of what i did like in this relationship yeah. lists of like what i want to do in the future to get me to start thinking forward lists about what i like about myself lists about what my strengths are like i remember i was just going gung ho like making all <laughs> these lists and it was it was healing me yes. it was just giving me clarity there was one point where I wrote out what happened with all of my relationships since my first relationship. Oh my gosh. I journaled all of my relationships. Like what happened in this relationship? Why it didn't work? What was going on with this person? What I learned from it? I did it for all my relationships. I kid you not. You start seeing patterns. Oh yeah. You're like, oh, like I, or I keep choosing this type of person or i I react when I come out of relationships the same way. Like, or maybe you're like, I never gave myself a chance to breathe or take a break from relationships mm. and just learn myself. I just keep jumping into them. Or, you know, I, I have a an issue where I tend to continue to people please or there's a codependency that keeps cycling through my relationships. Um where maybe I'm just trying to be perfect for the other person or I notice that I neglect myself in every relationship. I don't think about what I need in every relationship. Like So that Mm. was something that was interesting and eye-opening for me, just doing a lot of journaling and doing a lot of processing that way, I actually think sped up some of my awareness to what was going
1: on. I love that. I've totally done the same thing. Yeah. Um, and for some people I've heard they don't like journaling because they don't like their handwriting. And if that's oh, you, and yeah. if it like frustrates you to write, then type it out because I've typed it too. Or do a voice memo. Yeah, to do yourself. a voice memo. Yeah. Um, but that process of knowing yourself and reflecting... Mm-hmm. Um, So, I did this thing actually (laughs) Um, recently, and I was like laughing at myself because I was like, This is so you, Mm Ranella. Like, this is so you, overanalyzing everything in my life, which I I, I analyze why I analyze things. And in general, (laughs) same, you know, in general, I think people in this field love to analyze themselves because they they subconsciously want to be perfect. But long story short, I did this thing <laughs> where I was so curious about myself and my patterns. Yeah. And so I wrote out a list of 20 things that I, not that I uh, necessarily want in someone, but what I need for me mm, in the good. relationship. Like I need uh, someone that makes me feel a certain way. I need um, this type of space. I need this person to, like for me, one of my big things is like fun. I am, I need adventure and fun yes, and that's spontaneity. My list too. Absolutely. I actually used to downplay that. Right. But I need it because I'm so all up in my freaking head all the time. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking to clients all day about issues. Like I'm in a serious mode when I'm by myself and I like go deep into people's problems. I need someone that I can come home to and be like, let's just go yes. have fun. Right? Yes. And so anyway, I wrote down those 20 things. And then, and this is just going to be so funny. I can't believe I'm even saying this, but I took. Totally um i i ranked them each one oh, nice. of those things between one uh 1 to 10 yeah of how much they mattered to me that's good so maybe the the fun and adventure spontaneity one like for me i think i ranked that as like 8 or 9 big like yeah, i need that I right so then there are other things like i really need them to um have like clear communication or whatever it was. And I would rank them all. And then I took each of my boyfriends, my exes, and I, in hindsight, ranked them uh, from one to 10, how much they gave me that thing. So I did that for each one of my boyfriends. And then I did one for like ideally what my like minimal ideal, like what I could kind of put up with. And I know that this is all someone might say, this is setting me up to just be single the rest of my life. I don't really care because I'm putting my <laughs> needs first. And I I believe that there is someone there. And if not, then I'm pretty happy by myself. But, um, but yeah. So anyway, it was so interesting to see how much um, in hindsight, that clarity, it helped me understand myself more yeah. and to see why it didn't work out exactly. with some That's of these. Good, yeah. Because all the things that I wrote down weren't things that just sounded nice. They were things that I saw through my history right. of just being real with myself. Like, I don't care if this is not something most people need, this is something I need. And and that was really helpful to see and to process and to also make sense, a little bit of sense of why things didn't work out with my ex. Yeah, And help me also have a little bit of closure and clarity Mm -hmm. about what I I need to look for more. And so I think processing in those ways by yourself, um, processing it out loud, in general, spending time like thinking about it, but also taking time, like I was saying, taking breaks. Yes, taking yeah, breaks. yeah, <laughs> taking breaks. Sometimes you have
0: to like have some fun too. And I'm so glad you said that because I remember another thing when I was going through one of my difficult breakups was I had again a drop in my spirit. You have time back now, right? Because Ugh. all that time you spent on the phone with this person, texting this person, yeah. worrying about this person doing this and that with that this person, you ha- now have gained all that time back. So now you actually can invest all that time into you. I remember so seeing, nice. seeing that and being like, wait, this is so exciting. This is like the <laughs> first time because I was with Austin's dad since I was 16. And I was like, wow, this is the first time that I get time back for me because I was a, a mom young and a wife young. Mm. And I never really got that wow so like i remember having that shift where it was like um and then i ended up in a relationship after the divorce but then after that relationship that's when i was like oh my gosh for the first time in my life and this might not be the case for everyone but for some of us for the first time in my life or maybe it's your first time actually using this time to focus like i get this time back to do the things I've always wanted to do to, I would take myself out on dates to the movies. And I discovered how amazing it is to go to the (laughs) movies alone. I was like, what? I I remember it was Christmas Christmas, and joy came out with Jennifer Lawrence. Oh my God. And it was so fitting because it was about her being this like empowered boss woman starting her. her business. And like, I saw that movie. I was like, yeah, like, you know, and I, and then I was like, why don't I, why have I never gone to the movies by myself? And yeah. just thinking that was amazing. I would take myself to museums because I like going to museums. I would take myself um, on coffee dates and then just have a book and read to myself. I would take, like, I started falling in love with myself mm, again. Mm. You know, I really developed a self-love. Yes. I really got to know myself again endings are also new beginnings. And I remember seeing that like, oh, that was an ending, but it's also a beginning where I can create something new. Mm. I can create something different and I can actually build my life in a new way. And like my life today looks so different than it did in that relationship, you know? And I was in survival mode in that relationship. And actually, I don't know if I would have fully been able to bloom into who I am today because wow. there were so many things that were stifling me, you know, and just being in that survival mode in that situation, you know? Right. And so I got to completely rebuild my life. I ended up going back to school. You know, I ended up blogging and starting a blog and like diving into social media and starting programs and things. I ended up getting into mental health work. Like, oh my gosh, I literally completely changed Paths. Wow. You know, and now I'm, you know, remarried and in just the happiest relationship of my life that I didn't (laughs) think was going to come or existed, you know, and it came. And so it's just, again, it's just like, Noticing that as well, that this is also a new beginning where you get that time back to invest in yourself and getting back to things that you loved that maybe you stopped doing because yeah. they were all consumed in this person and really taking advantage of that time and seeing that time back as a bonus as well. Oh, that's And a- to dive into the projects you always wanted to do, the things that you always wanted to f- fulfill, the things you always wanted to try, you know, just like go all
1: in. Yeah, I love that. And I think that that's, you know, such a special season. I'm in that season right now and it's wonderful. I love that. Um, But I also do, you know, want to speak to, because I I look at you, people like you and me, Brittany, and um, yeah, we've... The crazies. (laughs) (laughs) We've gone through a lot. And I think in general, our energies tend to be kind of upbeat. Oh, we yeah. kind of like yeah. we're like okay, terrible time. I hate it. Yeah. All right, what's next? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <That's laughs> or so like, true. oh my gosh, this is terrible. I, I'm, yeah. I'm just like at the worst stage of my life. And then like we quickly we're like, oh yeah. <laughs> my personality type <laughs> is an idealist. Exactly. So we, I'm we always we're like, like possibilities. We're we're analyzing. We're yeah. like, yeah. okay, figure out how to get to the next step. And we're we're just so quickly kind of pivot. Yeah. And over the course of my life, I, I could met, be <laughs> I've met a lot of people. Yeah who aren't that way. And yeah. I want to speak to that experience because, again, there are weaknesses. Uh, weaknesses or strengths that are overextended. Exactly. There are ways that Brittany and I do not fare well because we have that temperament. I was say, it's like an avoidant dismissive. Yeah. yeah. Um, but on the other hand, for those who may be, for example, like... I've been through several relationships. So I, even though I've gone through breakups, I still have a balance of like, I have hope that I will be with someone that is more fit for me, Yeah, but I've also had the history of being with people. And there might be some people where relationships have not come like very naturally
0: Mm -hmm. for whatever
1: reason. And it's not anything that has to do with you or who you are or that there's something wrong with you. But like, maybe you're a little bit more shy or maybe you just like don't have that energy or maybe in general, you don't get out as much or just you haven't found someone. You're just like more picky. you're just a lot of mismatch. mismatch. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, You know, like for those people who just, don't have as many relationships, and then they go through a breakup, Ugh. that mindset, like, oh, it will shatter you because that experience will shatter you because it almost feels like that was the only person that could have worked out because your history yes. shows like, oh, I, I no one else chose me and this person did and now they don't want me. So no one, it's not going to work out. And I just want to speak to some of those people too, because, okay, on one hand, I think it's important to recognize that falling in love and being married is not everything in the freaking world. Like yeah, you're there's still you. so much more. And we talked about this in previous yes. episodes. So yeah. please go listen to them. But at the same time, um, also know that just because it's been less frequent for you or, you know, like this person left you, like there's no, you can't tell the future. You can never tell the future. You can't dictate and predict what is going to happen to you. So that thought that like no one has chosen me or few people have chosen me. And then now we're, you know, I'm going through this breakup and there will be no one for me. I'll probably just be alone. If you're okay with that, then fine, build a life in that way. But if you know, if you're honest with yourself and you know that you would like to be with someone, use this as an opportunity to continue to self-develop and learn about yourself, not because there's something wrong with you, not because you need to conform to anyone or anyone's standards or anyone's type of thing that they like in a girl or a guy. Like this is not about conformity or value, or worth, or people aren't choosing you. It's really just about self-development and a, and about learning from these experiences, because sometimes it can also be a numbers game. Sometimes it can be, yeah. you know, sometimes there are those types Locational. of things Location. If you're in a small little, <laughs> yeah, you know, sometimes exactly. you got to relocate, and sometimes it won't work out the first time when you relocate, and then you're gonna like throw in the towel. I'm just saying, not this personal is not experience easy. at all. You're not speaking <laughs> from personal experience at yeah. all, right? <laughs> you know, and ultimately. <laughs> This is all about self-development. Yeah. I wanted to bring that up because you talked about mm-hmm. self-love. Right. And doing things that you loved. And it can be hard after a breakup to go back to, to being alone and doing things you love yes. when you were already doing exactly. that. Yeah. When you were already going to the theater by yourself. Yeah. Only. Only. Not it's like because that's, of your, that's free will. your life. You're like right? I've already so been there's, here. There's a balance, yeah. and you like ultimately the answer is the same, which is that no man or woman or anyone can replace the relationship that you have with yourself. Yeah, and the more you can keep developing that and enjoying the life you have, whether you know if someone's going to come in your life or not. Just the better. No, you really are going to be better positioned to go into your relationship because I,
0: me and Jason talk about this all the time. I'm like, Ooh, you got, I'm not perfect, but I'm like, you got a much better version of me. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I always say that. I'm like, if you would have met me five years earlier, you would have been dating a different person. Like literally. And even with him, he's like, I would have been dating a different person. And it's possible that neither one of us would have been in a, Healthy state or good state for marriage. You know, so I I really do appreciate that self development that you're talking about. Just, I focused that time on just like self developing, being on the course I wanted to be on, going back to school, doing the things I love. And I said, you know what? And anyone who comes along, they will add to what I already have going on in my life. They will add to what I'm already building. So I saw myself as going in the direction that I want to go in. And then in the future, because I don't know if someone does, when, They will be an addition to what I have already built for my life. Um, And that being said, you know, you were just talking about how you go from having someone around all the time, and then you have a void. You know, for me going through a divorce, and if you're going through a divorce, um, that's so real because you were literally waking up to someone every day. And now you're waking up alone with no one next to you in the bed. You literally expect, there were these little routines that you guys had in your life every day in ways that you did life that are no longer there. Mm. So there's so much that you are adjusting to and adapting to. And so when you go through a breakup or you go through a divorce, the truth is there are real human needs that are void now because that person's not meeting them. For example, we all have basic human needs of love, of belonging, of needing support and having those things, right? So maybe this person you were with, they were those main, the main provider of those needs, mm. right? They were the main provider of making you feel loved, maybe, or supported or feeling belonging, right? So like when that person's gone, then it feels like those needs aren't being met anymore. And that's what leads to the feelings of feeling void and lonely. Yeah. And so one thing that I reminded myself was, wait, other people can meet these needs for me. Yes. You know, it doesn't just have to be a romantic partner. It doesn't just have to be a love interest. Actually, once I got married, I realized, actually, it's not supposed to be this way. My friends meet so many things that as wonderful as my husband is, it's just... Everyone has different roles in my life and they meet different needs, you know, and there are certain needs that my husband meets, obviously that other people don't. So I think mental health and well-being, it takes a village, whether you're single or married, Mm -hmm. but especially if you're going through that transition of a breakup and now there's this transitional phase where those needs were met by one person, recognizing that you are human for feeling that depth of void and loss and and what have you because you have these basic human needs. So shifting into redirecting to other meaningful relationships. Again, now you've gotten this time back that you're not with this person. Actually, now you can invest that time into your other relationships. You can spend more time with friends now that you've been wanting to catch up with or spend time with. You can spend more time with your you know, if you're close to your parents or certain family members, actually now you can redirect that time to spending more quality time with other people who can help support you during this time and love you during this time and uh, still do bonding activities together during this time. So basically saying that maybe you just kind of need to replace those needs with other relationships because they are real human needs. You're not wrong for having them or wanting them or desiring them. You just might want to shift them to being met by other people and other quality relationships.
1: Yeah, that's that's such a good point. There are, you know, such deep lessons there that have to do with feelings of loneliness and feelings, you know, of isolation. And we have some other episodes we've recorded on that too um, that might be helpful during this time. And I would just say, as kind of my last little tip um for going through a breakup is there is no right way to go through a breakup. So there's no time frame where you're supposed to stop all communication. There's no time frame where you are supposed to get back into dating. There's no time frame for when you're supposed to stop having feelings. And I think just knowing yourself is important. Because what I saw in my in my patterns is that um, it would just take a while for me to get rid of, delete things, you know, like yeah. um, I remember my first boyfriend like wrote me a lot of letters and probably now at where I am now, I might not have got like, I actually where I am now, I don't get rid of a lot of stuff. Which it just depends on who I'm with in the future and if they're comfortable. So this with is that. how the
0: hoarding begins in your <laughs> in your thirties. <30s.
1: laughs> so it's really just because. Um, so, but for that first relationship, I did feel the need to like get rid of those mm-hmm. letters. So mm-hmm. I like threw them away. But I didn't force like, myself. Chairs. Yeah, I didn't force myself until I was ready. Or. Um, You know, I personally typically don't block exes, especially because all of my exes, by the way, have just been really good people. Like they've never done me wrong. None of them have harmed me. It's just like incompatibility. Yeah. So because of that... Um, I haven't felt the need to block there was one boyfriend that I felt the need one of one that I did actually block because I was for my own sake yeah I kept kind of like stalking him Checking. I kept seeing who he was with I kept seeing that oh this other girl liked his post and that who was not sending, that was not helping me <laughs> right so that's why I blocked him but even then and and again I'm not saying you have to do this but if it's an amiable relationship mm-hmm. and if you're okay like I even, I just texted him and and told him, Hey, by the way, I I did block you on social media. No hard feelings, (laughs) feelings. but I just wanted you to know because I just need some space, but I just want you to know, like, we're, we're good. And again, I could do that because he didn't harm me. Yeah. So I try not to, you know, but, but there has, it's always a matter of like, there is no rule. You are the rule. Whatever you need to do for yourself, do for yourself. Yeah. Take that time. Don't live by anyone else's standards of where you should be, what you should be feeling especially. yeah, Let yourself feel whatever you need to feel during this time. Accept it and know that there is light at the end of the tunnel, but be where you need to be right now. I love that you said that.
0: I think in general, we're trying to encourage people, you know, especially women, when we live in a world of shoulds and we want these formulas and these answers mm-hmm. or we want to look at other people for what we what formulas we should be adding up to and lists and what have you is just to yeah like you said encourage people to look within yourself. Yeah. See what feels right for you. Continue to check in with yourself um, and your knowing, you know, based on what is working for you, what isn't working for you. And also let yourself be your guide. You know, especially if you're so used to relying on external validation for who you should be and what you should be doing. Maybe this is a good turn in life where now you start trusting yourself. You start learning to trust yourself
1: through these things. And that is all that we want for you. That is all she wrote. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode. Our hearts are with you during this time. If you are going through this or if you know someone, who is and you're just that support and that helping hand, um, and that presence for them. Um, that's that's so big, and we just hope that all of what we shared take you know take it with a grain of salt, take it with your experience, mm-hmm. and let yourself feel whatever you need to feel. Until next time.
0: Hey, if you enjoyed today's episode, let's continue the conversation and stay connected on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or YouTube, all linked in the show notes below. Let us know your thoughts or leave a review on the podcast. Your feedback really does mean so much to us. Until next time.